to episode 228 of the Sports Marketing Huddle, a podcast that looks at all things marketing in the world of sports. Alongside Brian Cristiano, I'm Rob Cressy. Yo, yo. Today's topic, Phil Jackson and the Knicks part ways. And Brian, you are based out of New York. This is the talk of the sports town right now. Here's what the first question I have for you is. Is this a good or a bad day for the Knicks? Look, I think it's a confusing day, maybe for some people that are Knicks fans, maybe even some of the organizations to some extent. In the long run, this is a great thing for the Knicks. This is a great day. I, I think Phil Jackson being there, you know, look, what is what has really happened positive for the Knicks since Phil Jackson has been there? Not not a whole lot, right? There's been you know boatload of controversy, problems, issues with the organization. Um, you know, him leaving as president, I think it opens up the opportunity for the Knicks to really think about rebuilding and what the next steps are so that the organization can, you know, become what it once was in an icon uh, in basketball and New York. So, Brian, I'll put some context in this and shout out to Darren Ravel for some of these stats. So during Phil Jackson's tenure, he was there for 1,200 days, got paid $60 million over that time, which came to $50,000 a day. Phil Jackson was the highest paid executive in American sports at $12 million a year. The, the second most was Theo Epstein at $10 million. Theo just delivered the first World Series to Chicago in over 100 years. What did Phil Jackson deliver for the Knicks? The fifth worst winning percentage of any NBA team over his tenure. So, Brian, I think the biggest issue with the Knicks, and we've talked about them previously, is leadership starts at the top. And the way that Phil Jackson was a leader or a lack thereof was unlike anything that I can remember in sports where he – uh, isolated his superstar Carmelo Anthony and made it a point to publicly criticize him. And then you take their next star, the unicorn Chris Apps Porzingis. He was so disenchanted with the Knicks that he didn't show up for his exit interview to end the season. And when looking at business and success in life, leadership starts at the top. And who's at the top of the Knicks? James Dolan. Oh, so. No. Can we expect to see any sort of turnaround on the Knicks? Because I'm not very confident because guess what? This is not the first time the Knicks have been a dumpster fire. They went through this with Isaiah Thomas. They went through yep. this again with Phil Jackson. And yep. they very much have yep. shiny toy syndrome yeah. where it's yeah, like, yeah. ooh, look at this big yeah, name, yeah. this cool thing here. Yep. But at the end of the day, leadership is just not there. So I have zero confidence whatsoever that the Knicks are going to turn this around. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head right? With Dolan at the top, you know, it was the problem completely Phil. I think Phil was a big problem, but what is the problem Phil or is the problem that Phil was there because of Dolan, right? And so the question will become, does this position get replaced with another Phil Jackson with a different face and different name? Or do they actually wake up and, 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 and does Dolan look at this as an opportunity to say, you know, maybe, maybe we need to make a change or maybe I'm not the right person to make this decision. I don't know, man, because there's a lot of ego at the top of that organization, a lot of ego. Well, and there you go. That is a gigantic problem. So, Brian, from a marketing perspective now, so we know that Phil Jackson is gone, and there goes one of the bad apples within the organization. But if you're a Knicks fan, and I just listened to Michael Rappaport on the Dan Patrick show, and and he's a huge Knicks fan, and what he said is, he almost doesn't care about the Knicks right now, and it's hard because he grew up in New York. He loves the team, 
And it's hard to emotionally invest in a team that you know isn't going to be going anywhere. So from a marketing perspective, the Knicks have so much cachet. New York is the mecca of basketball. They've got Madison Square Garden. There's so much positive stuff going on in New York, except the Knicks aren't one of them. So what should the Knicks do from a marketing perspective as they're trying to do this rebuild with the uncertainty to try and get the fan base believing in something again? Yeah, well, look, I mean, as someone who grew up in New York and, you know, I've seen dozens, if not hundreds of Knicks games, like, um, I love the Knicks, but I'm not like a diehard Knicks fan, right? So I feel the same way, which is like, you know what, am I really going to invest much time or energy into the Knicks knowing where they are, where they've been? No, and I haven't in recent years, right? Because they're not exciting to pay attention to. And, you know, they're just riddled with problems. So as a non-diehard fan here in New York, you know what? I'm not giving them attention. I got There's a lot of other stuff I got to give attention to. So that's a problem. The problem for the Knicks is that they are still, regardless of how they perform, such an icon in New York City that that's been their issue. If this was any other city and they performed as badly as they did, if this was any other city and they had the leadership that they did, if they had, this is any other city and they had all the problems from an organization standpoint that they have, Dude, sponsors would have pulled out. They would have lost boatloads of money. They would have lost, you know, nobody would have filled any seats whatsoever. And they would have had to change or, or they would have had serious repercussions from a business perspective. The problem for the Knicks is that sponsors still show up. Fans still show up. Maybe not as much as before when they were like, you know, superstars, you know, when I was younger. But it's not like they have any problem getting people to, to you know, to, to, to sponsor at MSG, right? The Knicks. So... What has been the motivation for Dolan and Jackson or anyone else in that organization at the top to really make any massive change? Very little. So that's going to be the challenge is, do they really feel enough pressure to make a massive change? I don't know. And that I think is going to be the challenge because sponsors are still going to show up. As a fan, there's there's two words that I'm going to say that I don't believe the Knicks will do either of these. Accountability and authenticity. So we've seen time and time again when brands have a major screw up, the sooner that you become accountable for it and you say, listen, guys, this got way out of hand. This is not what we expected to happen. Then all of a sudden we have a little bit more sympathy for them. But with never the way- been any accountability at the Knicks in the last X years. Well, None. Uh, of course. And that was the issue when all of the stuff with Charles Oakley was happening. All anyone wanted to hear from was Phil Jackson. We heard nothing from them. So if I'm a Knicks fan and we're talking once again about rebuilding it, how in the world are we going to get them to where people care, care again? You've got to start with, listen, guys, here's what happened during the Phil Jackson era. This did not work well and have a very candid, authentic conversation because not going to happen. Well, there, there we go. We just answered what the issue is because we've talked about social media. It's all about authenticity. And the Knicks are the opposite of authenticity. Yeah. And, and therein lies the reason well, why. It's not even necessarily authenticity. They're authentically you know, arrogant. I think it's just it's less about being authentic. It's more about being transparent. There's zero transparency. It's just like we're going to do what we want. We don't really care what the fans or sponsors or people think. And we're just going to continue to operate as is. Hey, Phil Jackson's gone, but – is there going to be any real change? I don't know. I won't buy it till I see it. 
All right, Brian, time to get to the takeaway from this. And for me, this is a very simple one. And I know we've talked about this previously. Leadership starts at the top. If you see yourself in a toxic organization, you say, you know what? It's just going to get better. Guess what? It is not going to. And another thing, always work on your own leadership. Even if the leadership ahead of you isn't good, that doesn't mean that you can't keep working on your end to try and make the entire team better. You know, I don't I don't know if I really have anything to add other than what you just said, right? Because I was going to say something along those lines. So I, I, I think it's just a matter of let's see how this plays out. What are going to be the next steps? Where are we when when the season starts? I think that's going to be – I'd love to follow up on this at that point, right? Because between now and then, dude, it's just going to be speculation and noise and nonsense and no transparency, right? Let's see where we're at when the season starts and if there's any real change. I – leaning towards probably the same old, same, different name, different day. That's about it. And today's action item, I want to hear from you. What are your thoughts on the New York Knicks moving forward? 